Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Christmas Eve episode. I think it's going to be released on Christmas Eve. I think that's uh, Friday the 24th, which should be good. Um, we've got Sean joining us now from Away Games Podcast. I'm looking forward to having Sean's opinion on this. I'll introduce everyone properly. We've, we've begun the recording already, so that's pretty good to go from there. Um, but yeah, this is going to be our Christmas Eve recording that we pre-recorded a couple of weeks ago. I've got a couple of my friends back on um, from familiar football podcasts who we've had previously before. So we've got Big Kez from Two Maggies up top. Come on. We've got Away Games Pod Zim and we've got Away Games Pod um, Sean. But um, once yeah. Sean gets... Oh, is, he, is he on? Let's get everyone introduced properly. I just yeah, we on. Hold on, I want to find a background. Let me just get a background. We're recording, Sean, so it's cool. We'll get it sorted. Uh, that's fine. Um, but no, uh, Big Kez, how you been? It's been a while. It's been good to see you. How you been? I like your new yeah. merchandise. Yeah, come on. Thank you, man. Um, no, I've been all good, man. Been all good. Just, yeah, busy. Um, but yeah, man, still out here, man. All good. When can been? I? When can I get one of those shirts? I want one of those shirts. You want one of these shirts? Yeah, we can line it up, man. We can line it up. And if you're ready, I get, can get hams on the back. It looks good. I like the red on it. But yeah, man, all good, bro. All good. Glad to hear that. And we've got Away Games Pod Zim. How are we doing, Zim? It's been good to have you back after um, a couple of weeks. Man United aren't, too, aren't doing too bad since um, Ralph Rangnick's been in charge. Do you have that convic- yeah. conversation? Yeah. I mean, if, if I remember correctly, you weren't too optimistic as well. So, um, yeah, it's been a good couple of weeks. And, yeah, don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, obviously. I like how you got your head on your shoulders correctly. Um, I probably need to take some advice from you. But, um, yeah, I've been all good. So, yeah, good. Thanks for having me. Uh, glad to hear that. And, and yeah, like I went to the game yesterday at time recording, went to the Young Boys game. So I got to see Ralph Ragnick's team firsthand. So that was quite fun as well to go oh. and see that. And again, we've got um, away game Sean, who everyone yeah. loves because of his eccentric behavior. And I got a couple yeah. of, of people saying, where's that Sean? I need him back on the podcast. And that was only two Thank weeks ago we recorded that as well. So Honestly, Sean, how are you doing? You okay? I'm all right. Thank you. I'm all right. Disappointed, heartbroken, but you know, I have to look back at the old days to remind myself that it was once good. <laughs> it is what it is. That's what we're literally yeah. Liverpool fans like, just looking back on the good old days. I'll always use that expression, yeah, yeah. which is what I'm doing. Yeah, no. the picture that I have. We've become both teams United and also just become Liverpool now. That's where we are. <laughs> that's, that's that's how it is. It's, it's going to be an uncomfortable Christmas period for the both of us, yeah. football wise as well. Are we both hitting the thirty years without a title club? What do you reckon? Nah, nah. <laughs> nah. Wait, I think we might. You know, <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. Two thousand. How long has it been for Arsenal? Like, what, 17 like, years? Yo, it's getting close, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no, we I are close. Yeah. No, no, in 13 years, I see one. I see one in 13 years. Yeah? Within five. Yeah. Within okay. 13 years, I see one. I, really see, I see one within five. I see one within five. But where? Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, why? Why five years under Arteta? No, I didn't say under Arteta. But oh, they are very much one of Arteta's biggest backers. I know. Five years I'm giving it because, do you know, I want to give him the time. Um, there's going to be bumps in the road, but I think a manager, when you give a manager like what I can see in him, because I don't think the, the thing is what people forget is a lot of this Arsenal team is still Wenger's team. And I've always said, if they, these people were willing to give up on Wenger, they'll give up on anybody. Wait, this team you're saying still Wenger's team? Some parts of it. Abamian, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for I've got my tea ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where, we're, where we're actually having our biggest problems is actually up top at the moment. 
Pepe's dreadful. Kez, I want to hear your thoughts. But bro, please. decision making from Arteta, though. Like, they have last game. Why is he bringing on Enketia? Very I true. Still wanna, I, like, I, yeah. I don't get it. Like, no, what are you bringing him on to do? Very true. And then it all happened. Do you know oh, what okay. I kind of get? I do get it as well, though, because you've got to think about it. Enketia's trying to go now. So he's probably trying to get him out there so that people can start looking and be like, oh, do you know what? We want to get Enketia. <laughs> But it's the wrong time to be doing that, if that makes sense as well. Yeah, wrong time. Man. Very wrong time. Very wrong time. When we were having our winning streak, that was the time to have done it. And bro, what right. about El, El Nenia? Um, El Nenia OT. Do you know El Nenia didn't have a bad game? He didn't have OT. a bad game, but he's not great. Yeah, bro, like. <laughs> he's, he's not. He's not great. Yeah, he's doing nothing. Bad game. Yeah, he didn't have a bad game. He's not like problem. Do, do you know what? You have to get rid of. The, I think. I think there's bigger problems in Arsenal than Arteta. I mean, than El Nenia. El Nenny's the same player since he was in 2017 when you got yeah. him. So it's just it just yeah. hasn't improved in that time. No, nah, he hasn't. But I think there's bigger problems at Arsenal than him. Bigger problems. Yeah, we need a striker in it. We need we need a striker yeah. goalkeeper. Calvert Lewin, yeah. Isaac, Vlahovic. Go for go the, for any of them. The Good fact that you're telling me Arsenal suffer without Saka and Elton Smith it's a problem. It's a problem. Still. 17 and 18 year olds, that's who you're suffering with that. It's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Who's 17? So, to be fair, you're not in a bad position considering, though. This should be your banter year. This should really be a banter year, but you're, where, where are you? Like, what, fifth in the table or something? That's not too bad. Listen, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, yeah. Before the United game, I was thinking, maybe top four could be a, a possibility this year. And then mm. them two games now, it's back to reality, boy. Slap me in the no. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, do you know, yeah, do you know what? you're right. It did slap me to reality because it kind of reminds me we're not fully there yet, we're but there. we're not far off from top four at the moment. We're still not far off because United and Tottenham are not yet, they are not there neither. The True. only team that's really there is actually West Ham. It's actually deserves it as West Ham. True. True. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. I think everything's going to change after the Christmas period. I think you're going to see the real West Ham, you're going to see the real Man United and the real Arsenal and the real Tottenham to see how they actually mm. deal with all of these games one after the mm. other because Arsenal haven't had that for a while in terms of multiple games in the week and West yeah. Ham in the in the Europe League Spurs in the Conference League they've dealt with it so we're going to see how they actually do with all these games coming up in the Christmas period which is when um, the podcast will be released as well because I can't be bothered to release the podcast after recording <laughs> it during the Christmas period so I thought let's just do it now it'll be quite good yeah and <laughs> the main the main topic why everyone's kind of listening to this is basically the fact that over the last couple years or so just like um, Sean mentioned there's been a huge influx of amazing, wonderful, talented um, young players in the Premier League and across Europe. And not just for the big teams, but consistently across across the board, really. You can go through the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold, Declan Rice, Calvert-Lewin, uh, Bukayo Saka, Marcus Rashford. And you're going across the Premier League thinking, it hasn't happened like this in such a long time. You know, when you have so many young players coming through and they consistently deliver week in, week out. And I think it's quite refreshing personally, and it's, it's, it's really nice as an English fan to see that. But I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts, and I wanted to get you guys together to kind of join in in terms of there are a couple of these players that have kind of slipped through the nets over the years in the Premier League and in Europe and in the Champions League in terms of they had such big billing at the beginning of their careers and they faltered halfway through or uh, they just didn't live up to the hype or the expectations. So that's why I thought I'd get you guys involved, um, Sean Zim and because in terms of let's decide our six aside for failed wonder kids, really, because we see so many kids playing these days at such a young age and they consistently deliver week in, week out. Jude Bellingham still doing it for Borussia Dortmund after just playing for a year at Birmingham. So I'd like to hear your first, your first thoughts, first of all. Um, Zim, we'll go with you first. If you had to name one person to put in definitely for our failed wonder kids six aside, who would you put in and why? 
That's an interesting one, man. Um, do you know what? It just got me thinking back to an under-17, like the Youth World Cup years ago, like a decade ago. Mm. Um, and it was Spain that were doing bits. And I saw a young lad called Bojan Kerkic. And mm. I was just like, this guy is a baller. Like, I just see, saw him doing some messy stuff. And him coming through La Masia, you know, being, well, he has, I think, Croatian heritage, but like, you know, being Spanish as well, like just the whole messy vibe, short, nimble, agile, great dribbling. It was meant to be. And then like, yeah, it didn't, didn't quite work out for him at Barcelona. So, you know, that can happen. It's a big club, big players. How are you going to fit into the first team? Makes his way to Stoke thinking, okay, although Stoke play like long ball football and whatnot, like, still, you, you'd expect him to show himself, you know, in the Premier League. <laughs> Wrong. Like, he, he was absolutely diabolical. And it's unfortunate because, you know, when you have high hopes for someone, you're just like, yeah, nothing. They could, Even when they're doing badly for a spell, you're still like, no, nah, no, nah, watch, watch, watch. I was watching. I was watching. <laughs> nothing came to fruition, man. Like you were so, growing, yeah, you were growing the grey hair. You were growing older, and you're just there, like nothing's happening for Bojan. Yeah, <laughs> watch, watch him, watch him. Nah, it's Pete. But um, yeah, I had high hopes for him. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah, my my one of my guys is um Bo, Bojan Kerkic. Didn't work out. For me. Nah, it was really sad to see how that happened as well because I remember um he came on as a sub against Man United in the Champions League in 2008, I think, in the semi-finals and. He was someone that was really trick, uh, tricking our defenders as well, as well as being in the same team as Messi, as Henri, as Ronaldinho, Ida Johnson. So he had, he had, the, yeah. he had a good yeah. backing support in terms of the attacking players he had. But Pedro beat him to it in terms of the type yeah. of um, player to, that they brought through the next season after Pep Guardiola. And that's when he kind of got shipped out. He went around the leagues, a lot of loan spells as well. And again, they eventually ended up at Stoke-on-Trent playing under Mark Hughes and next to Peter Crouch up front, which was crazy to see then. <laughs> Um, yeah, just, yeah. Just, I'm I'm going to throw in another striker as well. I think some of you may disagree. I hope you all agree. Um, I, I don't like confrontation like this, but no. Um, Alexander Pato. I want to put Pato into the yeah. Program. He was on my list still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They've mentioned him in a lot of bars. Like he had a lot of potential, but yeah, he had burners for days. But yeah, it just didn't quite work isn't, out, man. Isn't he in the injuries, MLS now? Injuries. Yeah, is that Orlando, yeah. Florida now? I think he is. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. it was it was it was tragic, really, because he was is someone that uh, us on like the FIFA and the football manager community would really enjoy to play with and to watch online as well, which is really good for me personally. At the time, I was really happy watching AC Milan in the Champions League at the time as well, and that was a team of like Beckham and Ronaldinho, and um, you had like an aging Perlo, but you had a young player called. Alexandra Pato coming through the um, the ranks. I think he came from Sao Paulo or he um, from that from that area as well in Brazil. And you're just there thinking this is this is someone fresh, this is someone delightful to watch as well. And I think Rubinho went a season or two afterwards because he had failed at Man City as well. So, but for Alexandra Pato, like you said, he had bursts of energy and is someone that I really enjoyed to watch. And there's a there's a goal especially against AC uh, AC Man versus Barcelona in the Champions League. He scored within 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah. Zim knows what I'm talking yeah. about right there. But we basically yeah. just run through the defence, that high line, just finishes it off straight away. Then the new camp is silenced. And you're just like, more of this, please. And it just, it just didn't yeah. happen. That, 
that's always the first video shown on his showreel of goals like that that video because it was just like yeah the way he did it it just cut through the defense like cake it's mad it's mad he was deceivingly quick as well that's the thing because he was a, he was a short fellow as well but he didn't yeah, look like exactly. he had any weight or any um strength to it to his running but he, he had the energy to it but um big kez anything yeah. to say on um alexandra perlo Alexandre or Alexandre? Pato. Uh, Pato. Do you know what? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he had a terrible career, but he just didn't live up to the hype, innit? There was a lot of hype around him coming through. Yeah, and he... Good player. He was, he was a good... He had a decent career with it. Yeah, and they're still going strong at um, Orlando, Florida yeah. as well. It's just, you know what it is? It's yeah. like that, what we were saying before in terms of when you expect something so much so early from a young player like that yeah. again someone coming from brazil someone getting into the uh, exactly. copa america squads as well someone literally think i think it's a 2014 uh, world cup where everyone was thinking oh he should be making it for that but he didn't make it because mm. they ended up putting joe in there as well as a striker was it joe or was it fred no. the one that played no, for man city oh. joe yeah <laughs> and everton Joe was, Joe was someone else. He, had, was, he actually had names. It was Fred something. They had Fred, the striker, not Fred, the Man United centre mid. Oh, yeah, Fred, had, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and Fred. they had someone else as a centre striker, but Pato was always billed as the guy who's going to go home with Neymar and Coutinho and make it a World Cup win in 2014. Even Coutinho didn't make the squad in the end for 2014, which is quite sad. Yeah. It's, and do you know what? You mentioning him being Brazilian, yeah, there is that curse of being Brazilian and everyone putting their hopes on you like because of who's come before them like mm. the generations mm. of like Romario Ronaldo um Ronaldinho like, Adriano like you know there's a long line of attacking flary players from the favelas as well yeah that you know once they come to Europe it's like oh that shiny new Brazilian because like what we saw with R9 um doing bits in like Syria for Inter Milan like those those show rules like like kids now today still watch it they don't probably appreciate it as much but like they will live on forever you know and unless you're making clippable things where you're just like turning defenders inside out upside down wrong way around then you know like you're you're a flop and yeah. like Pato did that for a period of time but then unless you're able to sustain it which is what like the best players now are doing obviously the likes of CR7 and Messi just like sustainability um, mm. people don't realise that you know a lot of the, the ones beforehand they didn't actually necessarily last that long either but because they won in that that period um, World Cups um, uh, like Champions League etc but you know now Brazilian talents like they haven't really been you know like they, they haven't won a World Cup for a long time obviously they're going to win Copa America for a lot like because it's not much uh, not as much competition as say the Euros Mm. But, like, they haven't won the World Cup in a long time. So, I think Brazilian talent, um, they get they get looked down upon, I think. I think. Or maybe they're just not as good as they were before. Sure. Uh, what do you have to say about that? Um, yeah, no. Pato, for me, I, I, was, I remember the time he came to Chelsea. And that's when I thought his career was going to hit the ground <laughs> running. I wanted, did. That's how sad it was. Uh, I wanted him to do well at Chelsea yeah. on loan, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, because at least at Chelsea, middle, we could see... We wanted we saw we could see it first time at Chelsea, and to be fair, it kind is there's quite a few Chelsea players that have been like that that we all thought were going to hit the ground running, and they never did. Mm. And I think Pato going to Chelsea was just downhill. Like that was the beginning of his downhill. Like it was gone from there. And yeah, his 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 downfall was was terrible because we were expecting big things. And like Zim said as well, where you're from Brazil, there's the history of Brazil. Like Brazil doesn't bring out no bad players. 
Like, there are not many Brazilians go and play for Stoke. So there's levels to the Brazilians. So for him to just be there and it's like, and he's in the MLS and he's only like 28, 29, maybe even 32 at the oldest. Mm. He's not that old. Do you know what it started going downhill for Brazil? Is when they started bringing through man with English first names. As soon as they stopped having the Enos in in their name and you see Fred's (laughs) and Joe's coming through, it just went downhill from there, bro. (laughs) I'm telling you. (laughs) Yo, they're not the same. (laughs) (laughs) Once you saw saw Fred and Joe coming through, you're like, we're done. That's it. That's it. They're done. They're done. They're done. They don't make him like Ronaldinho and that no more, man. <laughs> they need some Enios coming through. Some Aldos and that. You know what I want? What even Frederick? My guy, <laughs> Alan. My guy, Alan. My guy, Alan. Not even Frederick. That's an Alan as well. Yeah. Alan and Fred playing for Brazil. <laughs> Alan, Fred and Joe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my days. Um, like, it's a Portuguese um, country as well. Like, I, don't, I don't even know, it's man. Mad. Like, <laughs> wow, they had it. Even even Portugal have more flair on their names now, like Paulinho and Pedrinho yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, it's mad. It's mad. Because you could... the names have no more flair. That is jokes. The, the players have no flair. <laughs> I think Neymar's the only one that really well, yeah, obviously Coutinho and that, but yeah, Neymar's like the last I nah. think. Coutinho's real name is really Philip. Really Philip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man like Phil. <laughs> That's Philippe, it's Philippe, respect him, it's Philippe, yeah, yeah. Philippe. <laughs> Philippe. <laughs> nah, I was calling him Philip. Everyone's calling him Philip, man. I'm Phil. Nah, Foden's been Phil, though. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. You know. But he's English, you know? he's allowed to be Phil. Yeah, but he's, he's scary, boy. I don't, I don't know any guy under 40 called Phil other than Foden, boy. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Oh, my <laughs> Um, so I'm guessing Pato right. makes it into our top two. Then that's our strike yeah. force. We're, go- we're going backwards now. Uh, this this is something I want to throw in there. I want to see what everyone thinks about this. Jack Wilshire, discuss. Considered, I did consider Wilshire. Yeah. I did consider him as well. The, the thing is for me why I can't include Wilshire. I think it's his injuries. I think he could have balled out, but his injuries just held him back. Mm. I think in we, it's hard to define somebody that, for example, Pato, we could say he's still playing to this day, he's still going. I think if Osha was able to still go and his injuries didn't affect him, he'd still be, not maybe not a top ball. I don't think he would have been as great as that game against Barcelona. I think that's his greatest game. Yeah. But I think he would have been a very much of a, we'd be talking about him in the same levels we talk about people like Santi Carzola, maybe um, from mm-hmm. United, who can I think about? Um, who's a United midfielder that? There's respect on his name, but he's maybe not the best midfielder in the world, but there's respect on his name. Like I'd Michael say, Carrick. Yeah, Michael Carrick. Those kind of players. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, that's, that's where he would have been. As a cult hero, I, I think you mean Sean, right? Someone like you just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fans respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fans respect him. He wasn't a baller. He didn't do crazy things, but mm. fans just have respect for him. And I think that's where Wilshire would have been. Um, yeah, so for me now, Wilshire doesn't make it on my list. Yeah, Kez, what would you have to say about that? Yeah, I would still want you know what? I considered Wilshire. I've got a few Arsenal players actually, um, and Wilshire didn't make it in the end just because, again, I think his thing was hampered by injury, um, mm. which is sort of out of his control. Of the name I do want to throw into the hat, if possible, is Fear Walker. Ooh, 100%. 100%. this guy has to be in there, captain, starting lineup, yep. because this is a guy. He come through at the, the, the World Cup squad. He shouldn't have gone obviously at seventeen. Never, for never, Arsenal, ever. young. Never. But the thing with Walcott is yeah. I was backing this guy for t- about 10 years until I clocked he was like 28. I was telling man then he's coming through. He's going to bust. Trust me. Playing through the middle, he's going to do his thing. 
When I looked at men's 27, 20, so, 28, I'm like, nah, I'm finished. I'm finished. So, nah, yeah, Wolf has to be in I, there for me. No, nah, you know, I agree with you with Wilcott because I remember one game, yeah, I was watching him. Somebody said to me, you know, all Wilcott ever does is just run. There's no end product. He's just got hella pace and he'll get to the byline and just doesn't know what to do with the ball. And genuinely, when I saw him do it, I was like, nah, this guy's finished. He's too dead. He has no, he had no end product. At all. No. At all. Yeah, His favourite no, thing to do was turn around and pass it back to Sanya. And I'm thinking, brother, yep. just run forward and toss it into the box. Like, like, yeah, he used to annoy me. <laughs> yeah, no, Wilcott was terrible. I didn't even think of Theo Walcott, you know. That's that's what um, gave me more of a shock. I was thinking more like Jermaine Pennant, David Bentley, but Theo Walcott was on paper better than them, but on paper worse than them as well because he had such yeah. a big hype um, surrounding him. Again, that 2006 election, that will haunt me forever, man. Like you had Jermaine Defoe, you had Andrew Johnson, Darren Bent, all as fourth-choice strikers, and you were already going with an injury-prone Michael Owen and then a, an injured Wayne Rooney, and you're just there thinking Peter Crouch versus Trinidad and, and Tobago. That's, that's all we have, really. And then Theo Walcott just never got a game and it just ruined our World Cup chances. But it's just the fact that he started off, from what I can remember, until 2011, 2012, as, as a decent prospect. But again, like you said, what you wake up one day and realise he's 28. It's kind of like with Jesse Lingard and Scott McTominay. Scott McTominay yeah. gets considered in the media as a young player. Roy Keane still calls him a young player. Gary Elvis was, is, is 25. He's nearly 26. Yeah. Or his oh, birthday wow. was yesterday and he's 25 as well. He's not a young prospect anymore. And it's, and it's mad I because, it was. yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It's just it's what the media kind of uh, portrays in a I'm way. I'm surprised about Tomlinson. I thought he was younger than that. No, no, it's, it's been around since like the 2017 18 season as well. So it's, it's been here for a while now. Wow. Um, but, but back to Walcott, um, Zim, do you have anything to kind of add to that? What do you reckon Phil kind of kind of went wrong in in his career from an out, outside perspective? To be honest, I just never thought he had the talent. So mm-hmm. I, I thought, like, you know, there's. Football manager stats, right? And FIFA Arsenal, stats. Arsenal fans nodded on here as well, so you know you've got something right. That's the thing, like, and I, I'm, I'm even talking about from um, Southampton. I remember on Sky Sports News, yeah, the day that, because I actually, I rate Arsene Wenger's, like, scouting ability. Like, he's signed some gems from early, from, yeah, the likes of Glenn Hoddle to Henri to, like, Anel Card, all types of players, right? So sometimes, like, you'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt. But with Walcott, yeah, when Sky Sky News um, were announcing, like, oh, Arsenal just signed him for this amount of money, they were only showing one goal. They were showing mm. one goal, and that goal was, like, his, the lob? like going through behind the defence, yeah, and then he lobbed the air. That was the only goal. I was like, looking at his other matches, like, but he, he doesn't have an amazing touch. He doesn't have, It's like that goal that looked amazing, but I've seen someone in my secondary school who was dead at football do the same thing because he had pace and he had just mad <laughs> yeah. time like he just had yeah. time to, to decide what he wanted to do like he wasn't a baller like at all so for me like he kind of falls under that category like he was quick at school um you know for his age group like he was able to stand out amongst his peers you know and you know he could put the ball in the back of the net kind of so you know, I think people thought he was much better than he was. So I never expected him to be this player. Like, it wasn't like a Rooney person on the scene or, like, you know, these other prodigal players. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it didn't really surprise me. So in my head, it's not that disappointing. But I guess the way he was hyped, it is disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I guess we got two strikers already. Like, one person who I had in mind, um, he was actually a United player, Um is Anderson. So yes. speaking of Brazilians, yes, Anderson yes, yes. is 
you know, and it's it's sad because he was actually a golden boy, mm. you know, like he, he, won, he won the thing, he won the thing, like before Man. we signed he him, well. yeah, you know, like he was expected to do big things, and yeah, just never panned out that way. Like obviously winning the Champions League, amazing, you know, scoring a penalty um, in a shootout, like made you think, yeah, career gonna go up. He had weight issues, like yeah, some injuries, but it's like he, it's like he didn't want it. It's like he got comfortable. Um, and to be honest, I haven't really seen, other than Fred, but he, Fred's not really a flair player. I haven't really seen Brazilians excel like that at United. Mm. Um, no, well, not like that, but excel at United. Like, I don't know if yeah, what he wanted to do suited our style of play with the likes of, so obviously, skulls and, um, let's say, character. Like, I, I just don't think it suited it. Unfortunately, so yeah, Anderson has to be my pick, man. No, I, I I would agree with that as well. He was on my list as well, and um, you you all know me that I'm not a, I'm not a biased Man United fan, as you, as you all know. Um, but basically, Anderson was like top of my list. I put a list on here, and um, Anderson's top. It was Anderson, Pato, Wilshire, and then the rest of them are just kind of down there as well. But Anderson, for me, when I found out when when I kind of clocked onto him in terms of being not a very good midfield player, was in that 6-1 defeat at Old Trafford to Man City. So it's Anderson and Fletcher in that midfield. And then I realised a couple of years before, he was in that midfield that we lost um, to Liverpool 4-1 at Old Trafford as well. And you're, and you're just there yeah. kind of thinking, yeah, he looks good in, in the games that we're winning when he's there celebrating or doing some a, a couple of stepovers before passing it to Rooney or Ronaldo or Nani or, or whoever. But as an individual player, he was awful. And like you said, he didn't want it enough. He didn't have the discipline to be a centre midfielder for Man United, the minimum discipline. He worked hard. Fair enough, he worked hard. But in terms of uh, uh, positional discipline and everything like that, it just didn't happen. And Louis van Gaal kind of sought him out and then just got rid of him after that MK Dons defeat. Uh, I remember I was on holiday and I saw Anderson getting sold. I was like, this is good. I was like, really happy to see him go. <laughs> I'm never really happy to see many people go, but I was like, Anderson's gone. We can finally change in, in the midfield. And we've got Ander Herrera in that season as well. So it's a big upgrade for him what we had because David Moyes tried to mm. utilise him as well but even David Moyes was like I'd rather play cleverly and get hounded than play Anderson in, in that yeah. midfield because Anderson would actually try but um, Sean what do you think about yeah. Anderson did he ever have a good game against you against yeah. Arsenal he's one person I never feared mm. never scared of him I don't know what he was but he just never really seemed like he was a good bowler um, it, he, like you just see him on the pitch and you just felt like he just didn't know what he was doing he was just there by chance like Alex Ferguson just picked him off the streets he was a hype and man, he wasn't just, he? he was literally yeah, a hype he was man. just there. He was just really just a player that was there. Um, see him in all the photos celebrating and getting interviewed by Sky Sports <laughs> and all of that nonsense. Yeah. What did he do on the pitch? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, like I don't, I don't remember him scoring, assisting, defending, clearing. I never saw him doing anything, passing the ball correctly. There was nothing he ever did. I remember um, he scored twice against um, Schalke in the semi-final of the Champions League once upon a time. And we're just yeah. there like, we're just there like, oh, it's finally turned the corner. But he, he doesn't. And he was in the Champions League final um, Zim against Barcelona when we got annihilated 2-0 in Rome. Yeah. There's yeah. no Darren Fletcher and we were relying upon Anderson, Giggs and Carrick. Yeah, no. like, no. But do you know what? One person <laughs> went to, I'm going to pick because we're, while we're in the Champions League, we're talking international mm. out of the UK. It's really random, but I think he flopped. Um, and it's going to be Nabil Fakir. I genuinely really? you flaw. Yeah. Because he his talent was meant to be, he was meant to be Barcelona captain right now. He was meant to be the big deal. And him making that decision to go to sporting 
Is that Real Betis? Betis, 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 sorry. Him going to Betis is just really, nah, I just, that decision for me, the way his career was going, he could yeah, it was very weird. Yes. And I think I think his flop is not based upon his footballing ability, but his decisions is why he's never amounted to be the player that he was supposed to be. First of all, are we all agreeing Anderson's in the team? I'm guessing all of us are agreeing, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Nabil yeah, Fekir, yeah. I will disagree on that because I still think he's okay. a pretty good player. I know he's not. Mm. He's, he's still got time. He's like 25, 26. But if you remember as well, he had that failed medical um, for Liverpool. Um, yeah. in, the, in the season before they won the title so in the Champions mm. League winning season he would have been mm. that guy to come in to replace Coutinho and I think if they were to have signed him Jurgen Klopp would have made a monster out of him I really believe that and I think it would have been something where like you said the decisions didn't go his way but he just yeah. he, once, once you try and leave a club like with Leon, you're just there like as the fans will, will know they'll just be there like we don't really want you if you don't want to be here Yeah, yeah. But he, but he, had, he had to get out but I think he could have gone somewhere else, a lot bigger than um, Betis. Mm. He he had he had the ability that he had good. here. Yeah, but obviously yeah. the reason we've the reason why we've heard the speculation is because they offered his little brother a contract as well. So it was, kind uh, of yeah, yeah. It was like the both of them could go together, and it's like yeah. you would have been such a good. Nah, to me, for, yeah, to me, to me, to me, he but it's, it's weird because like I think Payet also made. The move to Marseille, yeah? like when these players are super ballers, right? Decide to go yeah. to a club that's not necessarily like massive when they got the t- the talent to do it, and they really specifically choose which club they want to go to. I find it a bit odd. Like why why yeah. Betis, like and why Marseille? Like I, I didn't personally get them. Probably is a know, reason, but yeah, I think man. for me it's, it's mentality. I think that they feel like they, would, they 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 can't handle the pressure. Obviously, if the had the chance to go to Liverpool. Whatever happened, happened, and you end up passing the medical. But then I think the following season, he could have pushed for that move again. Mm. But he didn't. He was comfortable to go to Betis. So I don't know whether he, he got to him and he's looking to himself, do you know what? That's too much pressure for me. I just want to play ball for playing ball's sake. I, I agree. I think it's that um, that big fish in a small pond mentality. I think, yeah. I think, they, I think they like that. Like, so Dimitri Payet, uh, Nabil Fekir. Um, you probably say Wilfred Zaha as well, going back to Crystal Palace as well. He didn't yeah. want to go to push himself at different places. Like, I know he was is interested in Arsenal when you know Emery was there, but there's there's options available before that as well, where he could have gone to a big club or for, uh, a foreign country as well. One thing I say on Fekir, which I don't completely agree, he's flopped. Is that sometimes you got to move back to move forward, and it sometimes it takes a move yeah. where you can just reignite yourself and then kick on from there. And I think he's still got time to push on for that big move. He's not like he's too old or he can't get another move. But I see what you're saying about the lack of ambition, but I feel he's got time to still turn it around um, in his case. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that's happened before as well. And it's good to see when players actually do that. And you're kind of hoping it happens, it kind of happens well with Nabil Fekir because he was like on the fringe of the French squad as well and he could have been part of that. Um, Can I say one thing to you, United, man? Because Ferguson got away with a lot of howler signings, right? Oh, I've got the, I've got them on my list. Don't worry. Okay, Don't worry. okay. Yeah, because course, Wenger always gets done for his ones here, yeah, but Fergie's ones go under the carpet. So mm. talking about Brazilians at United, Bebe, this guy was meant to be. Oh, is he Portuguese? Mm. Okay, I stand corrected. Bebe, the Portuguese Donny, flopped completely. Um, who was the other one? Uh, Jemba Jemba, Eric Jemba Jemba oh, yeah. was, meant, was meant to be some guy oh, in the midfield. 
Next Zambish. Roy Keane. Them tags, them tags ruin place. I'll name them they off the do. top. I'll name them they off the do. top. Bill Jones, the next Duncan Edwards, one of the best players in Man United's history, one of the amazing yeah. players. Yeah. Do you know what? Nick, yeah, Nick Bill Powell. Jones is my favourite United player. Nick Powell, the next Paul Skulls, moves to Wigan. Oh, yeah. Moves to Hull. Yeah, yeah, Doesn't yeah. do anything. Um, like you said, Eric Jemba Jemba, the next Roy Keane. Who's the left back? The left back. Um, what's his name? You've had Fabio, who could have been a, a guy. Nah, the, he was like a not Norwegian, just after Ever times. What was his name? Butler. Yeah, Butler. Butler. That was the one. Yeah, he came through. Oh, you find him like young. Yeah, yeah. I, will, yeah, I always but... remember Butler for taking Robin out of the game in that court in that quarterfinals in the Champions League. He did really well in that game in the home game against Bayern Munich. Pep Guardiola's by Munich and mm. David Moyes is Man United. So mm. I'll, I'll hold him in uh, some, but, sort, some sort of respect right there. Do you know what? Another club that has a lot of howlers yet is the big blue side of London, and that's Chelsea. Yes. Because all, all of their low knees and all yeah. of them. Yeah. We also forget about Morata. Morata was a flop at Chelsea. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. all of the strikers that they've got since like post Drogba, apart yeah. from Diego Costa, have relatively been flops. Like, they that just can't win. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Fernando Torres is one. Bro, Torres uh, was spot, like Shevchenko. Lorik Remy yeah. is Shevchenko, one. Shevchenko, bro. Shevchenko, yeah. Well, Remy, even Remy Remy was as big a name, though, I don't think Remy was as big a name. I thought for what he, like, you know, his status, I thought he did quite well personally. Mm. Like, I thought he was a good striker, but he wasn't a big name like Shevchenko or Torres or not. Like, didn't he come from um, QPR? They, they got him from QPR. Yeah. Came from QPR as well. Um, but yeah, in terms of Chelsea, who did they have? They had like Mako Marin who came through. Um, Baker, Nathan Baker, was it? Nathan Baker. Lewis Baker. Lewis Baker, Josh McEachran as well. Yeah. That, was, that was someone in there as well. But loads of attacking players that didn't really cut the grade. Do you know what, who else is, who I think could potentially be a flop? He's not yet. I don't think his career's finished yet. Not finished anyway. Nowhere near. But actually there's two. And I think it's Loftus-Cheek and hudson Odoi. I think that if they longer they stay at Chelsea, I think they could flop. I disagree with Hudson Odoi, but I can kind of see it with Loftus Cheek because he's kind of like McTominay. Oh, he's a youngster, he's got time. He's like 25, 26 as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's had so many loans moves, you just forget, oh, yeah, he's going to come back as well. It's like with Ross Barkley as well. So he'll get occasional games, but he was built up as like Everton's next Wayne Rooney when he came through. And he was in the Euro squad, I think in 2012 as well, and 2014 for the World Cup. Mm. didn't really get a game and he had that really good partnership with Lukaku and um, mm. Delefeu and Miralas, that front four under Roberto Martinez and it just didn't click after that when he had all, all of the attributes though Barkley you know? I don't know what it is with him it must be mentality because his build his technique both footed everything yeah he's got it he had the swagger yeah. as well which is which is really important about um, like mm. a young scouse kid coming through as well mm. we've seen that with yeah. Gerard and Rooney as mm. well and, but um yeah, no, surprisingly, Chelsea's issues where they actually do have quite a few flops in recent history. Mm. And their thing is that they can just literally just wrap it under the car of it and buy another player on top of it. So even like the fact that when Timo Werner got scored, they just bring in Lukaku. That's Kepa. ridiculous. Kepa, Kepa with Mendy. Yeah, yeah the Chelsea flop. The youngster, yeah, they... Musonda Jr. Oh, Injuries, yeah, but guy. yeah, feel for him. Mm. But he slightly flopped in it. He's not young no more. 
is not young is, is barely out here as well, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, they managed to sell these flops like for big money as well. Like that's the annoying <laughs> thing about Chelsea. Yeah, like Dominic Solanke um, going to Liverpool from Chelsea as well, and then Solanke then being sold to Bournemouth for twenty million. I'm like, he hasn't done anything in his career. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Man. Man. Do you know um, person, Ryan Oh yes. Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Yeah, these men are still too young, man. They need to have like, been in the game. Yeah, man. Mm. Can't we'll be saying these youngsters are flops. For me, I'm throwing one in there. I think you all agree. He's not probably the best of flops, but he's still a flop. Um, Jack Rodwell, someone who came through oh, under David yeah, Moyes. Yeah. David Moyes at um, Everton, <laughs> who's billed as um, another Man United signing we could have signed for a holding mature role in 2010 when you kind of needed someone at the time. We didn't get him. And then he just kind of fell off there as well. It's just the fact that he thought he was bigger for his boots going to Man City in 2013, the season after they won the title. Roberto Mancini, you saw him for a couple of games. He didn't fancy him. He did really bad in the Champions League games that they had as well. Um, At the end of the day, um, he just faltered. He went again with David Moyes back at um, Sunderland as well. Went to Sunderland and then he just just couldn't couldn't hack it. Ill-advised. Ill advised, yeah. man. Yeah. But I agree with I, I agree with that one because I think you need to give it time. Because if we say like the likes of say Cho or other young players are flops now, then it's like we could have said that about Salah or De Bruyne when yeah. they were at Chelsea and not making yeah. it. So like give some time like before yeah. saying these. And, and we'll be looking back at these and we'll be like six, seven years' time and be like, Do you know we're, what? we're idiots? The reason why I say the reason why I say for example, is because he's had the multiple moves, you know what I mean? It's not the case he's been at one club and hasn't had that time to progress. It feels like he has struggled to progress at each club he's been at. Like he, they've struggled to find his that spark in him. Do you know what I mean? That made him that everyone was like, "Well, Sessegnon, this kid is worth watching out for." I, I then, think it's, I think it's more like yeah. um, basically because he is again, he's still young, but it's also the fact that he still has that time to develop into a first team mm-hmm. player, and because. A lot of youngsters nowadays, they'll come through really early, just like I mentioned before, in terms of Bellingham come through at 16, 17. Yeah, um, you've got Saka who came through at 17 at Arsenal. Ryan Session came through at 16 at Fulham, then goes to Hoffenheim and back to Fulham, then to Spurs. Has, has mm-hmm. had two or three different managers already in the Spurs career and still not getting onto that team sheet because he ends up signing Regulon and has got Ben Davies there as well. And It's more the fact that there's so much that they... Like, even for me, for example... Prime example for me is Angel Gomez. Angel Gomez was a debutant for Man United yeah. at 16 years old. He's only 21, 22 now. And he scored for Lille in the Champions League this week as well. But he's still young. And he still mm. had time to develop his career away from Man United after yeah. leaving because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer didn't fancy him at the time. So that's why I'm still like, if they're still young, it's still kind of like, there's still time to develop it. It's the ones that we've kind of seen, like the Walcotts and the Rodwells that are in mm. there. I've got a name for you for the midfield. Um, John Joe Selby. This guy. Oh no. Nah. I would put him in. I, I want to hear your bad. thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts, Kaz. Tell us your thoughts on, on John Joe Shelby. John Joe Shelby comes through. I mean, you got to remember he was playing in Charlton's first team at 16, got the big move to Liverpool, didn't really work out. And his career's been all right, but from the way he took off, you thought that he could have been a top midfielder, more England caps. Mm. You know what I mean? Playing games for England. I don't think he lived up to that sort of billing. He's had a, he's had an all right career. But even when I look at him now, mm-hmm. he's a player with quality on the ball, and, like he can pass the ball well, but he's not really done yeah. that much in his, like, you know what I mean? Even for Newcastle, he's not like he's bossing the midfield week in, week out. He's still erratic, you know what it's I mean? still like, a liability for them as yeah. well. He hasn't learned his lessons from his youth. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I expected more from him throughout his career, if I'm being honest. No, I can understand I that. In yeah. terms, in terms of midfield, has got what uh, Ravel Morrison as one. Uh, He's on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Big, yeah. big one, big one. David, yeah. David Bentley, um, former Arsenal and Tottenham player, retired yeah. at 29, yeah. didn't really yeah. do yeah. do well. Um, uh, yeah. Another one I've got Hakim Mastor from AC Milan. Again, someone who started really young mm. at 16 in the AC Milan team. He's playing in the third division, so Serie C at the moment. And you're just there thinking he's only 22, 23, but he still failed so early, so soon because there's so mm. much hype on him. So, um, do you know who else I might add into that midfield as well? And we'll say he hasn't flopped because of the club he's at, but I mm. think he has flopped. Is Emery Chan? I don't think he's he did hit the ceiling that he was supposed to. I'd, I'd give you one better. Nuri Sahin, again, yeah. Bruce Dortmund player. Dortmund, who, yeah. Who was built up for the hype when he was a young player. He, he then moved to Real Madrid, couldn't do it, went back to Dortmund. Um, then he went back, then he went to Liverpool and then mm. Klopp didn't fancy him. But he was someone like, um, I think Zim would agree as well, another football manager, another FIFA player who had all the hype in the world. Yeah. He was in that squad that got to the 2013 uh, Champions League final for Dortmund, I believe. With the likes of Goetzer and uh, Lewandowski and Blasikowski, um, it just didn't work yeah. for him as well. Gundogan was in that spot as well. Yeah. This, this is a no. tough one. How, how are we putting in this midfield to make up um, the four? I can't lie to you. Ravel Morris has to go in there. Yeah, he has to be. Yeah, he has to. He has to. Yeah. So wait, it's, it's Anderson, right? Anderson, Ander- Anderson and Ravel Morrison, a Man United midfield. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. one more. <laughs> now Ranger. Oh, that's Ooh. a good shout. That's another wow. attack as well. That's a good shot. So, wait, what, what have we got? We've got Kakic. Have we got um, Walcott? Did we go for? No, we went for. Um, yeah, let's get Walcott we, on we the went, wing. We went, we went for Pato, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, we went Pato. Okay, Pato. Mm. So, yeah, are we going to do Are we gonna use Pato, Walcott, Bojan Kirkic, then Ravel Morrison, and Anderson, or are we going to leave Walcott out? How are we going to do it? Three attackers, two defenders, and a defender or a keeper. Should we stick Defend- with those um, I, I think Wilcott yeah, definitely deserves to be there. Wilcott's got to be well, in there. Yeah, yeah Wilcott yeah. has to be there. And I'm sorry, this guy, we've got to throw him in, but I can't believe we haven't mentioned the, the legend, Freddie Adu. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. The legend. <laughs> PTSD, Freddie Adu. But Americans have never been foolish yet. This is how I know American media is corrupt. Just fishing advertisement, advertisement. See two two kick up to that. <laughs> Nike. With the Sunday and Sunday, so they make him like, oh yeah, he knows about football. Because he's not fully American. He's like a bit Ghanaian. Nah, bro. Like. <laughs> the legend. <laughs> that was magic. That was so bad. <laughs> so I'm gonna add another. I want to add another. Mention another attacker. He doesn't have to go in it, but he needs to be mentioned as well. Got one as well. But his career popped in later on, mm. but it just never carried on. And that's Alexis Sanchez. Mm. Was he a wonder kid? Did he have a hype. Oh, he, was, he, he, was, was, yeah, he was. He was. But I mean, I mean, like more of like somebody whose nah, career really kicked off. And for them seasons he gave us, I don't know if I can throw him in. I just want to go back to. Times. I just want to go back to Freddie. I do. Freddie, I do. For people who aren't <laughs> listening. He was, yeah, was at 40, he, he signed his first professional contract for DC United. Again, like you said, he was advertising. Yeah. You know how Sir Alex Ferguson, like Kez said, would give them nicknames, the next Paul Scholes, the next Duncan Edwards, and the next this, the next that. The American media nicknamed him the next Pele. And what they did was they had a photo shoot 
in an American stadium wow. with Freddie Adu and Pele. And they're there laughing and joking, like, Freddie Adu understands the Portuguese that Pele is speaking. Yeah. You're just there, like, this can only go badly. And you'd see him in, like, every match magazine, every 442 magazine. You'd see him get his contracts at Benfica. Uh, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's got a club. Benfica, a big club. Barely played for them. Went on loan to all different clubs in Europe, Eastern Europe, um, Asia, nah. Malaysia. Went back to the USA. <laughs> and you're just there thinking, wow, we're still playing. But then you're only started at 14 years old. Like 35, yeah. I'm just there thinking this guy's a couple years older than me playing professional football, but he wasn't. He was on the bench at these like third rate teams as well. But it's just like you said, the hype yeah. just killed him so much. The American media just killed it so much. Yeah, oh. no, it's sad that I, I don't even want to laugh at it, but it's like you were I'm, laughing I'm, the I'm, most out of all of us. Then you no, it's, it's no, it's when I think about it, it's like it's, it's sad that someone's career goes like badly, right? Mm. But it's the fact that they hyped it so much. I'm like, what do you want me to do if it doesn't <laughs> if it doesn't go well? Like Americans want like a well the media, like the American like as a country, not the individual people, I guess, mm. um, seem to want like a savior in football so badly. And like mm. the next thing who's like remotely kind of good, hype, 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 hype. Like I feel the same yeah, about Pulisic, Pulisic now, yeah. I thought Donovan was a good player as well, like back in like the yeah. early noughties as well. But yeah, hype, 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 like Dempsey. Nah, man, just yeah. like give them time. Like, let and, them actually that, do something. Yeah, Who's the other a, American brother? Demarcus Beasley, was it? Demarcus Beasley, that guy <laughs> in that armor oh, days, always just running up and down the wing yeah. playing in Europe. <laughs> like literally every every foot logger advert you'd see online, all these pop-ups, Demarcus Beasley's got the new, I don't know, for goodness sake, man. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about Demarcus Beasley. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, this is tough now. How do we do it? Defender or goalkeeper? Has anyone got an idea for a defender or a goalkeeper? Do you know what? I've got one. Denier yeah. used to be a Man City. Mm. Do you guys remember Denier? Long oh, Jason Denier. Yeah, he plays for Jason Leon Denier. now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was decent. Yeah, he's all right. Not a flop because he got to the Belgian squad as well, so it's done all right for himself. Fair, fair. Actually, you're right. Actually, he did get me to the Belgian. I'd rather squad, say yeah. Boyata used to play for City. He's also in the Belgian squad as well. I yeah, think we, yeah, should, we but... should just say Phil Jones. I think we, we know it's Phil Jones. Yeah, yeah, Jones. yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I say this to you every single time. Yeah, we talk about Phil Jones. The day I saw this guy <laughs> taking corners for United, I knew your days were over. United's days were numbers. When Phil Jones was taking your corners, numbered. This did this guy did nothing right for you, for Van Hal to look at that whole squad and say Phil Jones are on corners. It was mad. So can I throw another name in? I don't know if you might make it because he, he he changed position in that. Mm. Ashley Young. This guy was a baller early days. Watford had a little spell at Villa. Watford, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but man was a flying winger and ended well. up playing left back for his career. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, all right, isn't it? If you're but, looking at that, yeah, he's, I think he's done well for himself. Though, from a boy from Watford, like, okay, yeah, yeah. For, um, you know, like, he, did he win a Premier League? Yeah, he won a Premier League. Yeah, yeah. He won um, Syria, you know, like, been in England squad. Like, I, no, yeah, I think yeah, he's all what I think he's done right. I mean, this fair. is not a shot, and I know Zim's going to hate this one, but I Go think on. he, he's not yet, he's, again, his career's not finished. I'm, I'm kind of picking on people that are playing now, but it never lived up to the hype. Luke Shaw for me. Never lived up to the hype. 
He's got his like sixth, seventh manager to impress now. So we'll see how he does yeah. on the Ralph Ragnick. Yeah, he, was a, he was all right yesterday, to be fair, at the game against Young Boys. He has never ever. I remember when you guys went from Southampton and everybody was like, yeah, this is the guy that's coming to all your left back problems. He just hasn't, hasn't done it. You know he what hasn't. I think is? I think, I think similar to um, like Ross Barkley, yeah, some players, and you know, it's, as a sports person, like, I, I get it, like just can't recover from injury. Like they can't, um, I think probably mentally, because yeah, yeah, after a leg break, you don't know mentally what goes through your mind. A double leg a break sleep. as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, something like that for a whole year. Yeah. Nasty, yeah. nasty. So, you know, it's, it's tough. Same sure. with Ross Barkley. Um, even like, so like Del Piero, because he's a legend and like, we love him. Like, we don't even think about the fact that he didn't even fulfill his potential because of mm. his injuries. Like, but, because he's a throwback name, like we're like, oh yeah, Del Piero is sick. But you know, he didn't even fulfill his potential. Oh, so that's right. I think it's normal. It's normal. What um, about Denilson? Oh, go on. Oh, Denilson. Oh, yeah. Which Denilson? The Arsenal one or Arsenal the Wigan? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I remember yeah. that name, boy. Yeah. <laughs> this show was always too bad. This show was too bad. <laughs> yeah, I think he was homesick or something, but I didn't hear of him after Arsenal. No. Yeah, man. Left early. No, his show was too baggy. He shouldn't have played football. <laughs> he needed a title fierce, a medium sign. He was wearing an extra. It was, it was unnecessary. <laughs> Need more meat on them bones, man. Yeah, I got no, just, just, just reminded me of yesterday seeing um, Zidane, Iqbal, and Charlie Savage, like, big up to them, yeah. But it showed how different, like, men against boys is. Because mm. I saw them wearing, like, the tracksuit bottoms, yeah. Bruv, like the wind was blowing between like <laughs> their trousers. I was like, these are our youths, these are our kids. Yeah, like, so yeah. big up to them, man. <laughs> you forget, like, when you're that age, and if you're not like a ringer, then uh, looking up against big men, not easy, man. I wanted to like check this name, Giovanni dos Santos. Oh, it's a great show. He's on my list as well, it's but I'm I'm show. just there. I'm just there. Like this guy played for Tottenham, played for Man, uh, not Man City, played for Barcelona, then for Tottenham, then LA Galaxy, mm. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was just like, oh, I think it's LAFC. Oh. That was Carlos Vela. That's Vela. That was Carlos Vela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because yeah. another yeah. another player I could mention. I think we've got our team now, right? Like Phil Jones is the only defender that we're going to put in. We're not going to put someone like Andre yeah. Santos or Sigan or um, John Flanagan or anyone like that. So we'll just stick with Phil Jones. 19 million pound longest serving Manchester United player barely played a game injury after injury uh, picking up like 145k a week and can't even get into the European squad to play in the dead rubber game against young boys Um, so the best thing about Phil Jones here is I heard that Varane wanted the number four shirt and man was holding it up (laughs) (laughs) he did Varane wanted the shirt and he's like nah that's mine forever and always it's eternal Phil Jones you know his career is genuinely going to be remembered for having Man United on the ropes. <laughs> he's a mercenary, literally. He's, he's like the uh, uh, back to Blackburn, man. Um, but no, one more name I want to throw in there. Well, probably two. I've got two left. Um, Gail Kakuta. I don't know if any of you remember him. From I was Chelsea. going to mention him. You know, yes. Do you remember when Chelsea yeah. almost got that ban um, because of Kakuta signing? And you're just yeah. there, like, oh, okay, he, he must be worth the hype. Yeah, barely got a game. You're yeah. just uh, like that's it then. 
Another one I want to mention is probably a grey area, but Saido Berahino. Yeah, that's another yeah. good shot, I think. How someone old that is in his 30s yeah. as well. But yeah. he's someone that was on How the cusp of England to help pull up as well. He had that mm. link to Roy Hodgson. That spell at West Brom, he was cold. West Brom. Mm. Yeah. That was yeah. supposed to like be his re, you know, like, you know, renewing his career kind of thing. Yeah. But it was like yeah. him and Odin Wingy up front, and West Brom were hitting the top 10 every other season with them. They weren't that Yodo club just then when Barry yeah. and Odin Wingy were there. And then it's to my legend. 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 I've got Odin. another name, you know, he just reminded me of someone. But again, he might not. Jonathan Lecco, I don't know if you remember him, he played for, um, he came through uh, um, West, West Brom. Brom. Yeah. He still like, plays, doesn't he? He's still like 22. Yeah. Is he still, is he that young? Yeah. Oh, maybe if he's that young, I'll take it one back. He started at 17 as well, so he's a young player okay. as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know, I've got a team oh, We're go all on. just naming uh, names. You could do this. Oh, no, no, I, it's because you mentioned Chelsea, so I just wanted to like Baba mention Rahman, that. Maybe. No, no, no. I don't want to mention it too much because we share a surname here, yeah, but like John O'Rukel, like the fact that he was supposed to be at Man United, like he, I think he had a picture yeah, yeah. in the Man United shirt. Chelsea stole him and like, he, you know, he's won in the Champions League with them. Like, but what, what do you think of his career overall, like compared to the hype at the time? Like, I just remember that if there's a liability in the Chelsea team, it'd be John O'Rukel. I don't I think, know about that, you know. I don't know. He, he did the job. He did. He, he was kind of like a, he was like a Darren nah. Fletcher, wasn't he? He just kind of did the job. Yeah, it's, not, it's not a glamorous position in it, so he, mm. he's not going to get all applauded. But he broke up the plate. He was signed like as an attacking midfielder, almost like in a concha, yeah. <laughs> and then he just didn't. He, that wasn't what he like was seen to do afterwards. Like he became like a Roy Keane. Like or, you know why? But I when I said that about Ashley Young, you didn't want to hear it. So. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> no, do you know what? The only reason why... <laughs> the reason why I say he's he's a flop as well is because everybody remembers Ramirez. Not many remember John W. Mikel. Ramirez in that position next to him was the one that did the work. And he was getting the goals, everything. But John W. Mikel was just there for... He was just there. And he was yeah. just... You know, you needed a name on the team sheet. Just throw him in there. I was, he was there for a long time as well. Too. He was. I just know you got sports in it. I don't even want to say him still. I just want to well, I don't think he's the biggest flop, but I see where you're coming from. I think he's a bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I, think, I was going yeah, really to say for a goalkeeper, and unfortunately with him, if we're going to bring him, we have to consider Wilshire again. But I think he his career went downhill, but it was Fraser Foster. Mm-hmm. When remember nah. when his career is what? I, th- I think it's because of like you said with the Wilshire thing because it because of Fraser Forster because of injuries out of yeah. it like he could have been the England keeper but he's still he doing all right at Southampton he did really well at Celtic as well he's um, injured again but he's injured again he's always injured yeah these English players are made of glass I swear to God um, mm. but literally yeah he's get he's diving and he's getting injured which makes no sense to me. Yeah, he's been injured a lot, a lot, a lot. But his potential... I remember when he first broke into Southampton that season, mm. he was at a masterclass and goal, and he had that injury. I can't remember what even happened to him, but he had a, ma- a major injury, and then he just never recovered from it. Even when he came back in goal, he just wasn't the same player. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. He was someone that literally should have been our England number one as well. Like yeah. He had that potential. He had it. Well. He was tall. He had everything. He was ready for it. He looked like more of a rugby player than an actual footballer yeah. as well because of the build that he had as well. Ah, oh, uh, we need to do another one of these with a different topic. It is too, it's too much fun. But just to confirm the team that we have, starting at the back in our six aside, 
Oh, third, one of the kids. Phil Jones. Who else? <laughs> and we've got Ravel Morrison and Anderson holding it down or not holding it down in our midfield. So we've got three of them. And then we've got a front three of Theo Walcott, Bojan, and we've got uh, Alexandra Pato leading the line as well. Yeah. So th- this is this is like like Theo Walcott, he doesn't need the speed on that six-side pitch as well. Pato will just be the only one kind of trying to do something as well. Bojan will just get injured as well. Mm-hmm. Brother Morrison will fight someone for that. And Anderson will eat. Walcott can sit on the bench. <laughs> Who's on the bench on his own six aside? You, know you know he's the most subbed player in Premier League history. Mm. He, he beat Solskjaer's Walcott. record. Are you going to Solskjaer? Swear. Most subbed player oh, in Premier League history. What a record. He's the most player that people saw and just said, now come off. Now we're done. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> no, just come off. <laughs> GG. <laughs> this has been a fun fun podcast um but yeah this will be released on christmas eve so hopefully everyone will be listening to this and be having just as much as a fun time as i've had on this podcast and um yeah um just before i go everyone listening have a very good christmas and a new year um everyone who doesn't celebrate christmas like me enjoy the new year take some time off and relax and uh keep your mental health in check. That's all I can ask for. And it's been beneficial for me just to have a, a little break and to just to chat with people. And that's why I love what I do. And that's why I've loved just talking with you guys today. So, um, Sean, thank you very much. Any outros from you, Sean? What can we expect in the future? Um, no, nothing at the moment. No Arsenal just, FA Cup this season? Nothing like that? Uh, do you know what? Yeah, I'm still I'm still going to say we're going to win the FA Cup. Um, Got an easy draw you, know you have. Yeah, and do you know what it is? Yeah, this is very Arsenal, and and Kez will know this. Yeah, remember I said it before the United game. I was like, Arsenal always have bad Decembers, which is why I'm not too phased by this because I know December. Whether this is the first time we've had such a bad December with actual players there. Mm. So I'm gonna say, do you know what? We might end up scraping sixth, but I think we win the FA Cup. That would just ice that cake a little bit. If it's a cake, if it's a cake. <laughs> is that tasty? Yeah, no, nah, that's all good. Big Kez, anything from yourself before we leave for the for the new year? Um, I still need that shirt, by the way. I still need one. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. We'll get now, it. Now, I mean, just even in relation to Arsenal, I say once I've realised top four is off the cards now, I ain't got the energy to be fighting for six and seven. You know what I mean? So whatever happens, happens, man. See where we finish. <laughs> He's gonna drain me already, man. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what it is. I'll take a Carabao Cup. One of them. You know what I mean? Something. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's all good. And Zim, anything from yourself before we leave for the year? Um, yeah, no, just like Merry Christmas to everyone who celebrates it. And yeah, I hope everyone has a happy new year. Um, in terms of Man United, I'm just looking forward to seeing a style of play implemented, the young players coming through. Um, yeah, man, that's I don't really have targets other than fourth and a nice Champions League FA Cup run. Um, but not not any big expectations. Of, uh, yeah, that's me. Oh, and one little caveat: I've got a single out. Um, it's called Holvis Whole Mill. So that's mm. Zillavel Holvis Whole Mill. And I've got another one coming out January 11th, and it's called Hip Shaker. So it'll be something for you lot to enjoy in the new year. So yeah, that's me on Spotify. Yes, yeah, on Spotify. Yeah, no perfect. Send us the link, and we'll promote it as well. It'll be good. Listening to now, be good. That's what we're here for as well. But yeah, everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for enjoying us for the rest of the year as well. Got one more episode coming up again, and that'll be pretty good. But take care, everyone, and goodbye.